Right, welcome back to another episode of the Into the Movieverse with me, Tom, and Phil. Hello, I'm Phil. Um, we're returning for Mummy Returns. Um, so yeah, to talk about the Mummy Returns. Mummy Return. What can I say about that? So what did you think, Phil, up top? Without any, think? No spoilers, what did you think? I thought it was a lot better than the first one. Mm. I didn't find it so tedious. I got you know, got straight into it with the action. Yeah. That's what this one did. Whereas the other one I felt was a bit slow, but this one was just like action, action, bit of story, then action. Yeah. Got to the point and I liked it. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. <laughs> but kind yeah, of? I, I liked how it sort of gets started and it's already established the world that we've got. That's pretty much what the first one was doing. Um, yeah, I like how this one's kind of gone straight into it. It's a bit of a different story. Um, I don't know how, but the CGI is worse in this one. Uh, obviously, we'll, yes. get, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought it was better than what it was in my mind. But it's not, I'm not saying it's a terrible film. It's got some good bits that we will bring some up. Good bits, yeah. But um, yeah, it's just sort of the bits in between were not great. And the lack of <laughs> Benny. Lack of Benny. You miss Benny. <laughs> so what yeah, this... This film came out in 2001. Um, as I said in the last podcast, it was um, ordered to make a new one, pretty much day of release. Um, Stephen Summers was basically told, make another one as soon as you possibly can. Um, returning people, you got Brendan Fraser, you got Rachel Wise, John Hanna, Arnold Voslow, uh, Odid Fair, and with new addition of Freddie Both as the Alex, the little boy, and credited as The Rock in this film, his first ever film on motion picture. First ever, yeah, it's his first ever motion picture and his first ever film. But his only lines are in Egyptian, so he doesn't actually. This isn't his first speaking role, his first visual role, just his first visual with his eyebrow. He did a lot of that already, he just went straight in, yeah, smoldering away with his eyebrow. So, yeah, this one got him more film roles. Say again, that's what got him more film roles. Yeah, look at him now, like everywhere, bloody everywhere. (laughs) All over the place. So yeah, this one starts off in Thebes. Did you have this? Did you have the subtitles on your one this time? No, no. Right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, starts off in Thebes. I can't remember what year it was. Um, what did it? Did you get what year it was? I did. Uh, it was three o six seven BC. So a while ago. Um, a while ago. Yeah. So what I kind of gathered from it was that um, Scorpion King just wanted to take over everything. Um, there was quite a good fight scene at the start. Where he's just sort of throwing people around um yeah he, he uh, basically sold his soul to anubis yeah because all of his army was dying in the desert because they lost that war that we saw at the start um yes then he eats a really gooey scorpion and really gets in there <laughs> gooey scorpion <laughs> <laughs> he like bites into it and this like string of goo comes out of it pretty gross but i liked it but yeah then that um the oasis turns up around him um, which looks awful the CGI goes terrible terrible CGI <laughs> um, so yeah and then he because he sold his soul he commands Anubis's army like the dog head people is that what they were dog head people yeah but yeah commanded them made himself a legend until he was erased from history basically his, his little bracelet falls off in the in the tomb and then he just disappears with the rest of the army until the present day in the film in 1933 yeah, so this one's set i'm guessing like nine ten years in front of the other one just going by the yeah. kids age 
Uh, I can't remember what year the first one was set in. Ten, ten years, because it was 1923 in the first film. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah ten, ten years. Yeah. What's that? So, yeah, he basically it just opens up with them with Rick in a tomb again. Um, and he's being sort of jump scared by his kid, Alex, who, as kids go in films from like the late 80s, early 90s, early 2000s, um, he's not too bad. Not annoying. As kid actors go. Um, yeah, they sort of go on like a family expedition to this tomb to try and find. Scorpion King's bracelet. Yes, that's correct. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's in the tomb uh, trying to get the bracelet, basically. They left the kid, Alex, on his own there. Just left him unattended in a big cabin. I suppose he's probably just exploring while his parents are sort of flirting and going, ooh, let's look for this bracelet, basically. Then, yeah, while Brendan Fraser and his wife are looking for the bracelet, she starts to get premonitions of the past when they get closer to the door in the tomb. Yeah, she has the vision uh, of her walking down the corridor back in Egyptian times and sort of yeah. comes back like a little hallucination thing yeah basically a hallucination but, oh, which, well, which was very convenient to open the door so obviously it's like a little safe combination yes and it seemed to work yeah. they open the door thanks to her vision obviously yeah, good. But then while they're there, the three mercenary people turn up. Because um, I think, yeah, because they're after the bracelet as well. Um, and then Alex just, just some shoot. random robbers. Yeah, Alex just shoots him yeah. with his slingshot. He's a pretty good shot. Slingshot with some rocks, which yeah. is pretty good. Um, and then they find him and just leave him to die. They just sort of leave him on top of that rickety scaffolding. And then he just Do kicks they leave him to die? Right. Yeah, because it's sort got- of, because they found the chest and they were taking that and then the whole start, place started falling apart again as they do in these yeah. films all the tombs just have to fall apart um, he kicks out the scaffolding and the scaffolding oh. falls into the pillar and then you get the mirror of the pillar, pillar from bookcases in the first film so they all just sort of tumble into each other like the bookcase did in the first one classic classic before the robbers, um, before that happened, I did note one thing where Rick's son Alex is interacting with the treasure robbers mm. and uh, they couldn't obviously get hold of Alex because he's high up. One of them says, Jack's going to make you make a nice kipper out of you, my son, to Alex, which I found quite funny. Yeah, I, quite, I liked, there's a comment that he makes later in the train, which I'll bring up. It's such, yes. I don't know why, but it's one of the best parts of the film. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that mm. and it's quite funny there's quite a lot of one line in, in this film compared to the first yeah which I found quite good yeah so after the water rushes in and they all survive their own way mm. brings us to the next scene of the film brings us back to the temple area of the first film where the bad guys have dug up the ground and got hold of the book of the dead and the living the gold and silver from the first film and it turns, uh, turns out that they hired the mercenaries to go and get the bracelet yes which is quite funny because uh, when those mercenaries turn up on the scene to say we failed in getting a bracelet they're pushing their way through the crowd and one of them says get out of the way or I'll shoot you in the face and then his dumbass mate goes he means oh no he says he, he means it he shot someone before you know, <laughs> yeah, everyone in this film has way. shot someone before yeah that's what it was really stupid that he's like get away I'll shoot you in the face and yeah. his mate's like oh yeah you will he shot someone it's like really <laughs> so then they find the like a cocoon kind of thing with Imhotep inside and they pull that out they pull that out of the desert but before that you get all the little beetles coming out and they start eating people oh a few of them are knocking about still yeah I don't really understand how kill it with fire basically (laughs) (laughs) just get a flamethrower out and just kill them all 
what they should have done in the first film. Yeah. Oh, fire. Yeah. They bring back Imhotep. He's like, I'm back, baby. Woo. And he, oh, he's back, isn't he? Yeah. I don't know how he's back because his soul went down to hell and then his body, I don't know what happened to his body. Mm. Yeah, sort of like a very fast-tracked version of what he did in the first film. Yeah, basically. Yeah, because he's kind of like more back than what he was the last time. Do you know what I mean? There's like more of him so he doesn't have to absorb as many people. Yeah, that's true. I suppose 10 years as opposed to a couple thousand years. Yeah, he probably hasn't rotted as much as he did. That's where the magic is. Yeah, then uh, after the scene of him being resurrected, it goes to London where Rick and his wife and son live and they have a big ass mansion. Yeah, I, um, I did try to look into where, what the name of the actual house is but I couldn't find what it was it's, <laughs> it's probably it's somewhere probably in the country around here somewhere. usually Pretty downtown weird. abbey style yeah ex-mansion kind of style place yeah I imagine they played they paid for that with the gold that Benny put on the camel in the first one they must have done so Benny's oh, legacy lives on in this film you've got to get over Benny mate yeah I know it's hard he's gone he died Will of that mm, I don't want him to be gone I hope he's back in the third one <laughs> you never no. Yeah. So yeah, they're all back. Um, Brendan and Evie just having a little moment. Alex just wandering around me and he puts on the bracelet and has this um, vision of what like it's sort of like a virtual map. It's kind of like Google Maps, but now with like the little person ping. So like you see the pyramids and then he goes off to Thebes um, to show where the army is like hanging out. So that, that was my that was my that was my guess from it. I think that's why he was trying to show where it was. Showing the lo- the location, the hidden location or the score. Scorpion King's tomb, wasn't it? Yeah. That's that was, that was where they disappeared in the start of the film. They returned to the sands, as the narrator said. Oh, that's well, okay. Yeah, Good. So I'm guessing it's just the sand outside the front of Thebes. My guess. Uh, so yeah, then you get um, all the mercenaries show up and get into a big old sword fight. Um, Brendan Fraser catches the knife, which is severely off target. Like it's a full yes, like I'm... arm's length away from him. And he catches it. <laughs> yes, I did write that down. I did mention. <laughs> how the fuck he uh, caught a knife. Yeah. That was pretty uh, random. It's just like off guard oh Benny you're here with some buddies oh is it not? I'll catch it I'll throw it back at you yeah and then he does the same thing with a snake thrown at him yeah he's not scared of snakes no it's true like Indiana Jones so technically Rick O'Connell's better than Indiana Jones you're Indiana claiming Jones. Rick O'Connell is better. Indiana Jones is scared of snakes Rick well, O'Connell is not true is he actually is he scared of anything well um Rick O'Connell yeah he's got to be scared of something hasn't he I don't know it's more like these films are more comical than Indiana Jones I, I suppose so yeah it's true it's more like a sort of comic book kind of universe this sort of stuff so yeah, they end up um, the mercenaries end up stealing Alex because they can't get the bracelet off of him so they just take him um, and they take him to the it's like they just say it's a history museum they don't really say which one it is they didn't say what it was but it was just one of the probably is the history museum because it's very historical yeah. the museum is but then they have they have uh, the ritual to bring back the motet in the most obvious place in the museum in the Egyptian exhibit I would have put it in a well, different place just to throw them off a little bit but well so you saying <laughs> bring back the mummy in a dinosaur exhibit yeah where he's going to be like fucking dinosaurs here there's two predictions 
predictable to put it in um, the Egyptian exhibit. Maybe they felt like it'd be at home. <laughs> yeah, then you've got, um, yeah, he comes back. Uh, the CGI is actually quite good on Imhotep. Again, he's actually quite good. Um, and then they end up having sort of, because they try and do uh, sacrifice Evelyn again. It's kind of like the same beat as the first film, where they try and sacrifice him. And then uh, Rick just jumps through some fire and, cat- and does like a weird like catch that turns into a fireman's carry. When he- yeah. I, I, was quite, I quite like that movement. <laughs> it's quite good. <laughs> and you wouldn't see in the end of Jones doing that. No, it's very true. Probably scared of fire as well. Uh, yeah, so he goes in, rescues her, Imhotep's back again. Mm. It's, all, it's all good. I noticed Rick had a endless shotgun rounds again, the magic bullet. Yeah. That seemed to happen out of nowhere again. Yeah, he saves her. Yeah, go on the escape. Which yeah. is, uh, so you get Rachel, um, not Rachel, Evelyn, uh, Rick, John, and um, Ardeth Bay. They take the, they steal the bus, which I think is yes. probably the, the best sequence in the film. But I'm just wondering, is it probably the middle of night where the hell did they find a bus with keys in it no idea probably just the bus park probably you know just because they didn't really care about car theft back then no and the bus that was quite fun but yeah you get the the guards from the first film were like resurrected oh the to chase yeah, them on the bus freaky motherfuckers are here, aren't yeah. they? persistent <clears throat> Yeah, they can like run on the walls and you know, Prince and Persia stuff and jumping on the bus. And it's quite a good sequence. I quite liked it. Where like the guy's using the monkey bars and he's got no legs and like shooting through the <laughs> ceiling. This sort of like you know, that bit in Terminator when he's like shooting through the top of the lift. Kind of a bit like that. Yeah, he's pretty good at that. Or just like, yeah, yeah, I quite liked it. I thought it was good. It's pretty good. But it. It ends in failure, though, because uh, they grab Alec and yeah. take him to Imhotep. And Rick's only uh, line of losing his son, but saving his wife, was, I'm going to see a man about a magic carpet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, my son got kidnapped. So, all right, I'll find a magic man with a magic carpet. Yeah. So <laughs> really random at the time. I was like, okay, your son got a nick. You don't seem too worried about it. Get me a magic carpet. Yeah. That takes him to Cairo in Egypt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, brings you to a bit that you probably like where they are on a train with the mummy and Alex and Imhotep and, and, uh, and Mr Echo lost is that who that guy is? yeah I can't I'm not going to butcher his name I'm just going to call him Mr Echo from Lost as his name I can't I, uh, yeah I can't pronounce his name I don't want to butcher it <laughs> I kept watching it I was like I recognise that guy I was yeah. like who is he? he is I in quite too lazy to look it up so he's in um, Thor the Dark World as well he's the guy that turns into the weird bull Oh uh, yeah, I did yeah. wonder. I was just yeah trying to figure out. Yeah, he's got like a, he's got a really familiar face. Yeah, while they're on the train, Alex uh, having his little confrontation with Imhotep, his first meeting with him, and Alex just says, "My dad's gonna kick your ass." Just to this zombie mummy, even <laughs> not zombie, just straight up. He had no fear. He's just like, "My dad's gonna kick your ass." <laughs> Quite good, straight at it. Before it goes back to the train. Uh, we finally see Rick, Evie, Evelyn and Jonathan finally rock up to a place called Magic Carpet Airways. So Rick's anonymous, anonymous, I can't pronounce that. Anonymous. Well. Famous segment, it. Phil can't pronounce this word. can't pronounce a lot of words, you'll get used to it. Um, so yeah, after these Magic Carpet saying, so they get there and he's like we're gonna travel through on a plane and all that but instead they end up going on a weird hot air balloon contraption yeah it's like a boat 
with a big balloon on it, which is um, like Captain by his mate Izzy, which I quite, I quite liked Izzy. It's kind of like the Benny of this film. I liked him. I thought he was pretty good. He's sort of not like sort of sort of the comedic effect to the film. Yeah, he wasn't too much. Yeah. He was quite sort of subtle. But did you notice in that scene where they're bargain, bargaining with him, hmm. you just get easy, just turn around and there's some random dude wearing a fez in a bar yeah. in the background. It's some yeah. random fellows. So. Okay. That needed to be in the film. It needs a wash. It's hot. Must be overheating. Well, it is the desert. Probably have found any shoes. Take a bath. Yeah, he keeps he keeps um, talking about not wanting to be shot in the ass again. Which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They get the hot air balloon and they're back on the train. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, yeah, because Alex is uh, saying to Mister Echo, "Need to uh, go to the toilet. Get some toilet." And there's <laughs> just shit smeared everywhere. And I found out that that's that was done by Stephen Summers, who's the director. You said what? You know the um, in the bathroom, there's like handprints of like shit everywhere, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> I did not know that. No, and then um, it seems that he's inherited his dad's super strength because he manages to pull, pull the toilet off a wall, um, and the train stops, and he escapes through that hole where the toilet was, and then uh, they 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 run into the ancient Egyptian sort of little town bit. You find out that Imhotep's got telekinesis for some reason. They can just pick him up. Yeah, he just uses his magic power and just picks him up oh yeah yeah he seems to just yeah I remember that yeah. mm. Alex floating didn't he yeah pretty weird but yeah. didn't have those powers in the first film did he mm. yeah there was also the the, uh, the part on the train with the mercenaries well like the guy where um, there was the, the one person saying this is cursed and then the other guy's like this is cursed this is cursed it's cursed what is it with you and curses yeah I ain't happy with that a good curse this is cursed. That is cursed. Give it a rest, will ya? <laughs> Just taking the piss out of it. And then they end up all dying, getting absorbed by Imhotep. Yeah. And finally in his final form again. Yeah, when he got his his body back completely. His yeah. whole again. Pretty good, pretty good. And uh, so why that's happening, the uh, Rick and the gang are in a crazy hot air balloon in a canyon trying to track them down. Hmm. And then... Uh, he does that well Imhotep sort of clocks on because they're in that little jungle bit near the canyon yeah and then he just decides to somehow summon water mm. from the canyon to a bit like the sand in the first yeah. film but with water this time yeah that water looks quite hard to CGI doesn't it <laughs> It looks it atrocious. Was, it looks I could make so a note bad. saying water looks super bad. CGI. Uh, I've put water CGI crap, water chase, water face, question mark. Yeah. <laughs> I could put that as the worst CGI in the So film. far. So far. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then um, the water does catch up with them. It just sort of tumbles out of the sky, the boat thing. And it's... Before it catches them, somehow the hot air balloon has rockets like nitrous. Yeah, it's like an and early just... kind of Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. jet, jet booster on the back of it. Jet booster. I wouldn't just use that anyway. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't fly upwards because the water didn't seem to go too high. They just stayed yeah. in the canyon. Yeah, that was quite good. But it, like you said, it doesn't work. And it catches them in the end. Yeah, and it just tumbled out of the sky. And I don't know how they survived it, but um, it's just an absolute just like, pieces on the floor. And they just leave Izzy there just to try and fix it. Just like the uh, first plane crash in the first film. Yeah. Except the pilot doesn't die. He doesn't, no. <laughs> just, just don't assume he's dead and just let him go into the sand. Yeah. He's alive. <laughs> but then um, you see um, Ardiff Bay. 
with his little bird that he's been sending messages back to his little army. But then they find out, Mr. Echo finds out that it's his bird and he just kills it, which I thought was quite sad. It's like a little falcon that he just, just kills it for no reason. I think that was very nice. It was a bit random. It just kills a falcon. Yeah. I'm going to kill this. So yeah, they all go through the jungle and they come to some signs saying, do not enter. So they enter. <laughs> so they enter. Yeah. But then uh, one of the best bits was, and really creepy, were a bunch of baby mummies waking up and attacking everyone. Yeah, I thought it was a bit like the, um, have you seen uh, Jurassic Park 2? The most forgettable Jurassic Park, yeah. Well, yeah. But um, (laughs) yeah, when um, they are walking through the long grass, there's a bit where they just sort of disappear into the grass. You find out it's the raptors and there's bits like that in this film, in in that scene. I quite like that. It's kind (laughs) of like a callback to that. Yeah, I don't don't know. What did you think about the little baby mummies? I thought they were great. Creepy little fuckers. They're sort of like this film's kind of Beatles in the last film. Yeah, in a a way, they were the the Beatles of the first film. Not the band, obviously, but the, the film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then uh, didn't your uh, Mr. Echo die at some point in that battle? Yeah, Ardith Bay comes along because he's with them all um, and he kills Mr. Echo. Um, That's a pretty good little fight. There, yeah, actually. like the whole, the whole scene's actually quite good, to be fair. Um, and then they find out that um, we knew a bit earlier, but we find out that Alex needs to get into the pyramid before the sun rises before the sun hits the pyramid the gold pyramid so yeah he has to be within the the grounds or something doesn't he yeah and then um and then, uh, he's just running as fast as he can with like the light catching up with him which i thought was they'll rip, pick him up and just yeah he outruns the sun obviously. yeah well yeah yeah he did he did his job <laughs> but he didn't look great <laughs> no <laughs> he's superhuman yeah superhuman. that's true yeah then um Imhotep and his missus turn up and just stab Evie out of nowhere. Um, yeah. And then she dies. She did. Evie is dead. Yeah. Rick's pissed off about that. Yep. He doesn't even think about it. He's so pissed off, he just runs after Imhotep in the pyramid. He's like, killed my wife, I'm going to fuck you up. And then, uh, yeah. And while Rick's trying to get revenge, Alex and Jonathan... Well, mostly Alex in this case comes up with the idea to bring Evie back to life, but uh, they need to get hold of the Book of the Dead. Yeah, which, uh, which I think they do get hold of, but we don't know that because Rick's in the middle of beating the shit out of him. Hang on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically, uh, what we're trying, what the aim of the, their game is, is Imhotep comes back to life, kills the Sorping King, and then takes on. Um, Doghead's army, um, so we can take over the world essentially. But essentially, that that's his yeah. grand plan. So the curator, who was the leader of the mercenary people, finds the bracelet because it fell off Alex's hand when he got into the temple, and he puts it on. And he finds this giant statue of a scorpion with a hole in it. He's like, "Gonna stick my hand in there." that's what I need to do, obviously. Um, it's a smart thing to do. Sticks his hand in and he just has this weird gooey hand that comes out. And I'm pretty sure he dies. I don't think we see him again. Yeah, I think he's a goner. Yeah, it didn't look great what happened to his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Hmm. Yeah, he, he, he got fucked. 
Um, but then again, they have a sort of, they come into the tomb where the Scorpion King fight thing is going to take place. And it takes yeah, the Scorpion. Imhotep's powers again, so it immortalizes him again. He can't get a break, that guy. No, he can't fight as an immortal person, apparently, at the end of the film. All he wanted to do was kill that big scorpion, bald-headed bastard. Yeah. And take control of his dead army. Yeah. But yeah, the, the uh, curator put his hand in to sort of summon the Scorpion King. The like, dog army starts coming back beforehand. And you've got um, Lord of Bay with his army, like the, the army that he was sort of talking to with his bird. Um, they sort of turn up and they have a massive battle outside. Which doesn't look too bad, I thought. No. But it looks okay for like 2001. But for 2001, yeah, definitely. Can't go. It's not the worst CGI in the film. Put it that it's way. not the worst. It's not, it's not a water. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, then um, Evie and Imhotep's missus have that sword fight. Which I thought was pretty yes. good. Yeah, just uh, Evie's. I actually enjoyed that because uh, obviously Evie's back to life at this point. Yeah, Rick's not even tips. questioned it at the moment. That, um, he doesn't question it at all that she's come back to life, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> like if my I wife had Evie... died and then 10 minutes later she's in like a knife fight with some woman. I think he, he doesn't seem to acknowledge it, does he? He's just like, no. yeah, she's alive again. That's good. I'm still going to kill that money. Yeah, like. But what we find out is that Evie and Imhotep's girlfriend are, I believe, the reincarnation of um, the former selves. Yeah, because it turns out the Pharaoh's daughter is Evie from like another time. And Imhotep's girlfriend is just the same person, essentially, but in a different body. But the body's the same. Yeah, it's all a bit strange. But then I found out that both of the actresses actually trained to do that fight. So it is them two doing it. It's not stunt doubles or anything, which I thought was really good. It did look like a really good fight scene. I yeah. enjoyed that fight scene. Yeah, the fight in the temple was better than the flashback one, I thought. Yeah. Because the temple oh, yeah, one was, people. my axe is bigger than yours. No, my axe is bigger than yours. <laughs> and my yeah. axe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, it was a different time, obviously. Yeah. Uh, doesn't she come back in and just like rematch or something obviously in the present day yeah, yeah she's like she, i think she said something about like this is the rematch or something Did she yeah. say something like that or i'm something pretty sure she lines. said something like that yeah something along that lines so yeah then yeah. you get um imhotep and um rick have a little fight with um is it with axis yeah it's with an axis isn't it again yeah they Fighting, fighting with like spears and stuff, and then um, spears and stuff, but you, you, yeah, and then enter the scorpion there king, is... and yeah, it doesn't look very good. <laughs> no, it uh, that's really bad CGI on the old scorpion king. I mean, you might as well put uh, the rock in a Halloween costume of a scorpion, and it would look better. No, so there's um, I don't, I can't remember if you've seen it or if you have seen it, but in Doctor Who. There is, uh, I can't remember the name of her, but she was like a um, like a giant spider, but like a human body on the spider. It was like an animatronic spider, um, but that would have looked better. I than, vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. it's like a, uh, a like a woman, like completely sort of red, and then had like a spider. Yes, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, um, like a suit, wasn't it? Instead yeah, of yeah, it's like an animatronic sort of body with a woman sort of inside it yeah. um 
Yeah, yeah I think that would have been that? that would have been better. But yeah, I don't think I think my theory is is that it was supposed to be just the rock at the end, but they because I was reading up about it and um, it said that they finished doing that scene eight days before the film came out. <laughs> really? So they rushed it basically. Um, so I think that. It was supposed to be Dwayne Johnson as he is, as he was at the start. But they were like, well, we need to oh, CGI well, it. All... It looked terrible because it's the CGI of a person and in those times. So it doesn't look very good. So they thought, well, we just put, we'll just put it on a scorpion, see if that works. And it didn't. <laughs> it's so bad. It's, 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 bad. it's, it's atrocious. <laughs> atrocious. Yeah. I, uh, I noticed one thing we didn't mention, hmm. which uh, comes back round, is... Um, when we first meet Jonathan back in the Rick's mansion, he's holding oh, yeah. a gold scepter. Like his last thing he's got left. He he's... loves that scepter. And uh, he basically keeps hold of it throughout the whole film. He trades it with uh, the hot air balloon guy. Yeah. And uh, he gets gets it back again. I forgot. I think he just nicks it off in there again. But uh, it turns out that that gold scepter turns into a spear that is the only thing that can kill the scorpion king and basically what you said evie shouts that at rick <laughs> i don't know if you noticed but she just like just starts shouting what he has to do yeah didn't she read it off a wall yeah because there's um like holographics on the wall that just sort of show what to do and then evie just starts shouting you need to do this and then you need to do this and then you need to do this and this is what happens do it now. <laughs> yeah, just, a just like dump. a marriage should be. Woman yeah. tells the man what to do. Yeah, make a wife happy life. Is it? Yeah. So yeah, they, uh, yeah, because they, because so Evie throws it. I think Evie throws it, and then Imhotep catches it. Evie throws it. Imhotep catches it. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Imhotep throws it. Rick catches it because he shows that he's a good catch from catching that knife at the start. And yeah, and then uh, one of my favorite parts of the film. I'll put a sound clip in of this as well. I will try and find this. Um, that Rick stabs Scorpion King with the spear. There's about three seconds of silence and like nothing. And then Imhotep just runs in and goes, no. It's so funny because of the time. It just takes so long for him to run in. It's almost like a freeze frame. Really weird. Yeah, like, if you, if you, like if you don't remember it, watch it up on YouTube. And if you're listening to this, watch it on YouTube as well. There's a, just a big gap. And I don't know why. It could have just sped it up a bit. <laughs> so like a really exaggerated, like, no, it's pretty funny. I, I think they are probably trying to go for dramatic depth, perhaps. You know, yeah. There's this pause, this death, and then... No! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked it. But yeah, then um, the temple collapses again. Another temple that collapses. Because um, yeah. all the the desert starts getting sucked back into the uh, pyramid. They do, yeah. Doesn't, um, obviously, Imhotep's mortal again. Yeah. But there's uh, this really cool but creepy wall of arms that Imhotep sort of just decides, he's like, ah, oh, fucked. I failed twice again. I'm just going to throw myself in this pit or something. Yeah, because yeah, because his, his girlfriend just sort of because yeah, Evie helps Rick get out, and then Imhotep's girlfriend just runs away, and he's like, 
but I'm not coming back for a third time. I'm off. I'll see you later. He just, he's just like, oh, fuck it. I'm, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. I'm Which done. is good. I, I, don't, I, don't need, I don't need this shit anymore. I'm off. I'll see you later. Yeah. Find another mummy in the next one. I'm done. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm out. So also one thing I did notice was um, when the everything started coming back into it, there was like a big black smoke face that came out, which is a bit like Lost, where Mr. Echo's from. Oh my God, Mr. Echo's connection. back. Yeah. He's come back alive. <laughs> oh, that, that, see, the mummy is a prequel to Lost. Yeah, that's where the smoke monster comes from. Exactly. It's from uh, Scorpion King. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so yeah, they basically saved the day. Temple's gone again. It gets sucked into the ground, and they all survive. Yeah, Izzy turns up with his air balloon thing, just saves the day because he miraculously just fixes the whole thing um, in the middle middle of the jungle. <laughs> um, yeah, then Jonathan gets the bit solid goals top of the pyramid off, so he gets some more money. Um, and then uh, Ardith Bay gives another salute, another film again. <laughs> he just loves the salute, just, just salutes. That's all it. And then he just flies off into the distance, and then no wrap up again, just the end. Just the well, that's how they did it back then, isn't it? Just we've told our story, this yeah. is it. See you later. We saved the day. I was there, but you saved the day. Salute, see you later. Yeah, and the end. So, what did you think? <laughs> um, an improvement, definitely an improvement mm. <clears throat> on the first film. I thought a lot more wit and humour in it. I thought so. I liked, you know, a few one-liners in there, which made me laugh a few times. Yeah. What about yourself? How did you? You actually messaged me saying it was a hard watch. Do you want to elaborate yeah. on that? No, so there, are, there were bits in it that were better than the first film. Um, but yeah, it just didn't sit right with me. I don't know why. Um, it didn't sit right? I don't know. It just sort of seemed... They tried to go bigger and better. They didn't really go bigger and better for me. <laughs> they tried to go bigger and better, but it just failed. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it was. It just sort of wasn't really feeling it. When I was sort of watching it, I thought... I don't know what I don't know why I thought a lot more happened in it, sort of with a nostalgic thought of it. Because I'm pretty, I'm, I'm sure I saw this one in the cinema. Because I would have been old enough to see it in the cinema. Um, yeah, I just don't know what it was. I thought all the good bits of this series were from this film, and then I watched it and thought, oh, okay, maybe not. <laughs> but there were good parts in it. I did like, um, I did actually, I did like the last scene. It's just. The CGI of the rock just sort of left a sour taste in my mouth. You mean this sour taste? Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 yeah, it looks it's like he's got lobster. It looks like he's got lobster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the bus scene was good. I quite like the bus scene. There's, the fights and stuff were better in this film. Mm. Um, but yeah, didn't think it was as good as the first one. It's a hard second album. Yeah. It's. It's weird. I mean, I think the story was probably a bit better in the first film. Mm. It was kind of more understanding in a little way. But the second film, 
had more action in it, but not so much direction. I mean, yeah. obviously they had the right. You got a bracelet. You die in seven days unless you get to this location, and then they just. It's very quick to go to scene to scene. Yeah, which is, it's good that it gets gets on with it, because as I said, the first one felt dragged out. But then, yeah, the first one was dragging its feet in like the first hour. They they could have shaved off half an hour, twenty minutes off that film. Yeah, but then it wouldn't be a film. <laughs> yeah, it's true because it would just be an hour long TV special or something. Mm. But yeah, I mean if. They blended the two types of stories and action together with a bit more depth than it could work, which we yeah. might see in the third film. Yeah. I don't remember anything about the third <clears throat> one. Do you not? Nothing. I don't even know if I've seen it. I think I have, but I'm not even sure that I've seen it. <laughs> Do you know Jet Li was in it? Plays an emperor? No. <laughs> Obviously, it's the next uh, one I'm watching. I don't want to spoil so. one thing. Uh, don't well, you? <laughs> just beware of the snow mountains right okay yeah I, I probably have seen the third one but I don't remember anything about it it'll probably be oh I remember this now I remember this remember this so. I, I only remember a few things from it but I don't remember all of it yeah okay so I'm actually looking forward to watching that again actually thinking about it yeah me too I'm not because obviously I don't remember anything about it so almost a brand new film to me <laughs> that's good yeah so do you want Have to you know any... the what did you call it last time to, to mama 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 where is it the splatometer tomato tomatometer tomato the splatometer yeah but yeah do you want to do you want to know that score? Yeah, go for it. Forty-seven percent. Yeah, I can see that. I gave it. Yeah, which is fair for a two-hour and nine-minute film. Yeah, really. But the audience score gave it sixty-three, which is quite generous. Hmm. That's not bad. Yeah, no, that's good. Got, got any uh, got any trivia for me? Um, yeah, I've mentioned a bit of trivia in between. Um. Yeah, I found that uh, Freddie Both, who played Alex, he was the played the son. He was a big fan of the first Mummy film, and he just watched it on repeat, basically. Um, and he actually was told to apply for a role in Harry Potter, um, but he turned it down because he wanted to be in this film. And they used to use him as like a little sort of information box of what happened in the first one. So this character would do this and this character would do that. So he was kind of like a mini director, which I thought was pretty fun. Um, That's fun. <laughs> so I've got some uh, critics reviews for The Mummy Returns. Oh, yeah. Some of them are a bit <laughs> direct. Hmm. One, one guy called David Hunter just hmm. states, a bully follow-up to the 1999 International Smash. <laughs> thought it was a bullying film. Found quite funny. Uh, Cole Smithy just says a computer generated stinker of a dud. He's, he's just saying it shit, mm. basically. <laughs> the film's bloated ambition seems a piece of its 
panting, happy dog charm. <laughs> That's, well, well done, Peter. He loves the film, obviously. Mm. A whole two hours plus affair just soars along brainlessly and breathlessly. He's well happy. He gave it five out of five. <laughs> Rob Conslavas butchered his name. William. <laughs> um, <laughs> Although Peter Travers just says it's a piss-poor mummy movie, indeed, that doesn't deliver a damn thing worth preserving. Yeah, I, 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 I found his review as well. <laughs> he's just, From um, Rolling Stone. He loves it. Yeah. He's, a, he's a fan. He is definitely a fan. Yeah, I, found, um, I found a couple of positive ones. Where one says, David C. says... Uh, I love the sequel. Sequel is great. Um, this film is fun, but not as fun as the original, which I kind of agree with. Um, I got another a one star one, which is this is this is the type of movie that you can't believe is even paid for. It's been ten years, and I still want a refund. This shit was horrible. <laughs> oh dear! I wonder if he did get his refund. Yeah, hope he did. <laughs> right, so. I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, thank you for that listening. That is it. It's everything. Um, we've now got a Twitter uh, that I've made for the podcast. It's um, at Into Movie Pod, all one word. Um, if you can find us on there, give us a follow. Have some likes. Might be running some polls or something on what maybe to watch next. We've got our next movie verse set up, but. The one after that, you could probably pick it. Um, Get your cast to vote. Tell us what we what you want us to watch and butcher in trying to explain it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're up to watching every, anything and everything. Horrors, action, kids' films, musicals, anything. We'll, well watch let's, whatever. Let's, well, <laughs> maybe hold off on the musicals. We'll, we'll do High School Musical for like the 100th special. Uh, <laughs> If we get that far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you everyone again for listening. Um, I've been Tom. I've been Phil. And I'll see you in the episode. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. Thank Bye. you.